This episode of the Oversell Podcast is dedicated to the memory of Billy Schropel. I love you and I miss you, honey. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ivelisse, a.k.a. La Sicaria, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building from Lucha Underground. And you're listening to the Oversell Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 66, and we are talking all things professional wrestling, legends of Memphis wrestling, the CWC results, and everything in between. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. And be sure to check out oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon like you normally would. And whatever you buy on Amazon, we get a small kickback, which helps us with some production costs of this show. So be sure to check out the Amazon link. We are hot off the heels of a very fun card I got to go to this weekend with my dad. Um, And, you know, it's the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Show. And one thing about it that was nostalgic for me. Grab that poster and bring it over here so I can see this thing, man. <laughs> one thing that was nostalgic for it for me was not only you know getting to see all these wrestling stars, but I got to go see a wrestling show with my dad. And we used to go every Monday night at the Coliseum and see these same guys that were on this card, with the exception of a couple because you know they may not have been a little old enough because they were probably in the crowd with me. But mm-hmm. uh, it was just such a fun show. Uh, it's always cool when you get to go back to you know. You know, with your parents, you know, even yep. at this age, yep. you know, it's all, it's always so cool because uh, when when TNA came to town uh, for Slammiversary that one year and had it down at the DeSoto Civic Center, and uh, I made a point that, you know, my grandfather, he was getting he was getting up there in years and not being able to get around like he used to and everything, and before he got to where he wasn't able to leave the house or whatever – I was going to make sure he saw one last wrestling show with us, and uh, me and Dad, we we took him with us down to the DeSoto Civic Center and watched the Slammiversary pay-per-view, and we were like three kids in a candy store. It was great. <laughs> and there's something about going to a wrestling show that makes you regress. You go back to those days when, you know, I'm a little boy, and me and my buddy Ben, at Benny Elbows on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, we talk about it, but, you know, you become... You become your eight-year-old self again. Look out behind you. He's behind you. Turn oh, yeah. around. You, you know, me and my dad were yelling at people as they got thrown to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just having a good time. So I'm going to tell you about the whole setup. We did a VIP package, which included a meet and greet with every wrestler on the card. Um, so we got in. <clears throat> there, It was 20 bucks for the poster. If you bought the poster, every rest, any wrestler you came to in the show would sign it. And then they also had merch stands up, so you could buy T-shirts or... Eight by tens and get them autographed. I got an autograph <coughs> from Jimmy Hart. I got to take a picture with Jimmy Hart. And <laughs> oh, you got autographs from a bunch of people on here. <coughs> uh, Jimmy Hart blew some smoke up my ass and said, "Hey, if I would have had you, I could probably could have won the world championship." Unless, unlike that lot with that Lawler fella, <laughs> 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 you know. But every wrestler was very cool. 
Um, I was a little late buying my poster, but I bought the poster, and after it was handed to me, Jeff Jarrett looks at me and he says, "Have I signed that yet?" I'm like, "No, sir, just got it." He's like, "Come here, bring it on here." Oh wow! Signed it. You know, he was actually the official first autograph on my poster. That's cool. So you know, they had it set up to where um, on the walls, all the walls, you just walked around. What's really funny is like they don't have an updated picture of Jeff Jarrett on here. They have his cowboy cowboy hat you, JJ picture. Yeah, that <laughs> double J picture. <laughs> That, yeah, that is, you know, they should have had him wrestling in the tight. You remember the tights he had that connected at the neck and he had the, yeah. the straps? They should have had him wrestling in that, too, if you want yeah, to go back. The, but, when he was the fabulous one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had it set up to where you just go in a kind of a circle of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off, I uh, got an autograph from Austin Lane, uh, who I think is calling into the show tonight. Oh, cool. Yep, because I want to talk about them, him and his mat. He, you know, he's got a lot. He's had a lot going on. Then I moved to the very uh, next table was Dave Brown and Lance Russell, which, you know, getting an autograph from those guys. I mean, that's, you know, people talk Jr. People talk Jerry Lawler. They talk Heyman and everybody and Gorilla yeah. Monsoon. Dave Brown and Lance Russell were the best comic. They were the team. main, yeah. They were the, the mainstays for Memphis wrestling. I mean, if you didn't have Dave Brown or, your, or Lance Russell one on your television show here in Memphis, chances are people weren't going to watch you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, uh, hello again, everybody. You know, it's great yeah. hearing that. And yeah, I saw the video of him coming out and doing that as soon as he gets on the mic, and <laughs> everybody cheered. Yep. He, I mean, it's um, then we you had a long wait to get to Lawler. You know. Um, of course, you know, he's one of the main attractions there. Uh, of course. People were going crazy with meeting him. So you had Lawler, then Dustin Five Star was next to him. You know, he signed it. Derek King was right after him. Brian Christopher, who wasn't even on the card, was there signing mm-hmm. autographs. Uh, then after that, I think, was Superstar Bill Dundee. Uh, then we talked to Jimmy Hart, and I got a picture with him, and I bought an 8 by 10 It was 10 bucks, and he did two 8 by 10s and a picture. So I got my dad an 8 by 10 of Jimmy Hart, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a, I've got a shirt now that says I'm a five-star guy. Nice, nice. So Dustin, I finally got one of his shirts. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was good seeing him and Maria there. And then uh, uh, the last one was Dangerous Doug Gilbert. And so, Doug's really cool. Yeah. I've uh, worked with Doug on a few shows. He's very nice. Um, we had a we had a conversation actually start up one time, uh, and uh, I, I can't remember if it was on Facebook. It was like uh, a post on Facebook or if it was uh, – like sent in Facebook Messenger or something like that, and it was all the people who were going to be at the event and everything, and they tagged them in there. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm Dangerous Dan Matthews, and I was tagged on the event. And Doug starts up and goes, you got one or more than one guy that's dangerous? You know, and I, I, I immediately messaged Doug, and I was like, uh, yeah, I will more than gladly relinquish the dangerous name to Doug Gilbert, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a real fun show, and I actually had all my notes on my phone, so my battery died. Oh. So um, I can go through, kind of go through the card and kind of remember. We had a couple of local matches um, from MACW, which I guess is a local wrestling company in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Beer 30 take on a tag team. They actually lost the tag team championship in the match. Uh, hmm. I can't remember the other team's name. It was two smaller guys. Had like B&M on their tights and... I don't know. I didn't catch their names, but it was a good match. You know, what I liked is one of the guys from Beer 30, when the opening brawl starts, was holding on to his beer and not dropping it or anything because they came out drinking <laughs> beer and stuff. So, you know, it, that's hey, a good gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, like when they were starting getting in each other's faces and Beer 30 spits beer, 
mm-hmm. and the other one's face. And then, uh, yeah, so opened up and lost the tag team title, the MACW tag team titles to this tag team. Uh, then we had another MACW match. It was Mike Anthony, who is, uh, I think, the current MACW champion. Hmm. Taking on Action Jackson. Well, there you go. That was an awesome match. I never get tired of watching Action Jackson wrestle. No. He is awesome. Yeah. He he didn't have the camel back on him this time. He didn't have the camel back. No, nah, dude. He's kind of changed his look. He had some camo pants on, some mm-hmm. boots. I mean, he looked like he was ready to come in and whip some ass. That uh, that camel camel pack seen some better days. <laughs> I'm sure it has. <laughs> Last but time I saw it, it was getting kind of uh, old and weary. <laughs> I know some moves from that match. Um, Action Jackson went for a cannonball in one of the corners, and as he jumped, he yelled, "These nuts! These nuts!" <laughs> you know, people in <laughs> Arkansas were loving it. But mm-hmm. uh, Mike Anthony ended up retaining, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was hoping he was instead of um, Mike Anthony, we were going to get Big Bad Brown, the guy that you know he says he weighs five hundred oh, yeah. pounds, yeah. but we that's didn't. his uh, that's his uh, wildfire wrestling game. persona. Yeah. Um, Kevin Lawler was there, but he didn't really, he wasn't a part of the show or anything. Mm-hmm. And w- one of the annoying things about this show is the announcer for it kind of looked like Kevin Lawler. So this, I guess this guy behind me was a little drunk or something like that, kept yelling, you suck Lawler. And I wanted to turn around and say, it's not Lawler's son, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. You wouldn't have gotten thrown out for it. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> But I think that was all the local MACW matches. Then we got onto the card, and it opened up. Who did it open up with? I think out of those guys, the first ones that came out were Austin Lane and Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Doug's still carrying the baseball bat. You know, it was a great match. Austin is one of the best workers in this area. I mean, I don't. he can have a great match with anybody. I wish I had my dang cell phone charger on me. I don't. Oh well, I'll get maybe I'll get those notes out in a little bit. Uh, but then, and I'll just do a quick run through, and then I can go through my notes later when I get my phone charged. Uh, after that, we had Brandon Baxter and Derek King. Now, this is what I remember from this match. First off, it was in the middle of Jonesboro, mm-hmm. and Brandon Baxter is on the radio up there. Yeah, works for a radio station. People were hyped to see him in the ring. People got pumped up when he came out. I mean, people it, it was incredible how many people were cheering for him. Oh yeah. At this show. Uh and to me it was like the hot I think it was one of the hottest nights parts of the night, you know. That's when the crowd really got going was Brandon Baxter's match with Derek King. So, so in the match, referee gets knocked down and uh out comes Randy Hales because mm-hmm. the referee was knocked out and Brandon Baxter gets King on the ground, goes for a pin. Randy Hales, one, two, and stops. He stops. He ah. it's, he wasn't – Derek didn't kick out or anything like that, and Brandon gets up and looks at him. Well, that gives Derek King the win. Derek King's end up getting the win, and him and Randy Hales are celebrating. You, Randy Hales, you broke my heart. <laughs> I can't believe you turned on Brandon Baxter for Derek No Good Rotten King. He says – by God, greater than great. By God, oh, greater than no, great no, no. Randy Hales, you broke my heart. <laughs> you, you know he was yelling that Brand- Randy Hales created Bandon Baxter, and uh, you know it was. He, I stood up after this match. It was such a great match. I stood up and I was cheering for. I was giving uh, Brandon Baxter some cheering. And a couple other people stood up. I mean, it was a, just a fantastic match. After that, we got. 
Uh, where did we go? I think we moved on. Jimmy Hart came out and talked to the crowd for a little bit. Uh, Dave Brown came out and talked to the crowd a little bit. So did, and then eventually before the main event, so did Lance Russell. And it was great hearing him. Um, after that, we got to um, Dustin Five Star taking on the Superstar. Superstar. Bill Dundee. And here's an interesting fact about this match. According to Dustin Starr, Bill Dundee's the only one he's never pinned. Hmm. So going into this match, he said that this is he's finally gonna get Bill Dundee. So in the match, another great match. You know, Dustin is a great wrestler, mm-hmm. and Bill Dundee. And I, you know, Bill Dundee's a little older, but you know what? Those punches still look like they could go through a brick wall. Oh yeah. Every time he throws a punch on a guy. Oh yeah. So in the match, Maria jumps up on the apron, gets the referee distracted, and throws a shoe, but it doesn't get to Dustin Five Star. It gets to superstar Bill Dundee. He grabs the shoe, hits Dustin Star with it, gets the one, two, three. Now, here's another interesting note from that. Superstar Bill Dundee throws back the shoe, and at this point, Maria Star looked like she could play shortstop for the New York Yankees because she just stuck her hand out in the glove. It just seemed like the shoe just flew right back <laughs> into it. I mean, it was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a hell of a catch, and she just. Snuck it right back behind, mm-hmm. and that was the end of the match. And Superstar Bill Dundee got that Dustin's five-star game, and then after the match, called a beatdown from the two for it. Mm-hmm. But Dustin was doing his, you know, every bit. You know, he's got his little strut there. And, oh, yeah. And he Dustin's able to get a good get good heat. I love Dustin. He's so, you know, he's if you've never seen Dustin before, I mean, first of all, he's built like a freaking wall. I mean, you know, it, he doesn't have height on his side, but my God, is he ever yeah. cut like you wouldn't believe? And you know those people that have zero percent body fat, he's one of them. <laughs> yeah, and he and he can work so, too. Oh yeah, and he can work too. He can work too, and you know, uh, if you guys are ever interested in to see me versus him, you can always look it up on YouTube. Yep, Dangerous Dan Matthews versus Dustin Starr. All over the place. I, I mean, I think there's a couple of matches on YouTube. Yep, of you there's guys, a couple so, of matches so. of us on Get there. out there, check it out, folks. I mean, it, it's worth a watch because not only do you get to see Dan, I've seen Dan wrestle. It was after he retired, of course, but I got to see him tag with Mo yeah. at the SPW show. It was an yeah. awesome match, I didn't too. Have a, I didn't stutter or step or anything. No, no, you had, <laughs> no, man. Hey, you let Mo do all the hard stuff. Yeah. Mo, you're taking the bumps. Yeah, I'm just going to come in and whip some he ass. He got beat up. I, I made the save. <laughs> Speaking of which, is Mo, is Mo going to be the. Um, is Mo going to be the jobber for either Bo Dallas or uh, Braun Strowman Monday? Oh God, I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh God, I'd, I'd love to see Braun just pick Mo up and throw him into the first row. I really would. Well, you know, now they're kind of—I think they're kind of doing a gimmick with him and Sin Cara. So I don't know if you'll see him taking on a local jobber. But now Bo Dallas seems to be ta- doing uh, taking on jobs. I lo- yeah, and I love—I love the idea of the jobber coming back into the fruition. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it 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 gives a local guy a chance to get on TV and everybody to go, Who, well, who's that? You know. Yep. yep. So yeah, so, so the Americos thing kicked and then off. James again. Ellsworth, the guy that has no, no chin. Yeah, got to <laughs> he team. He got up. to team up with AJ Styles in a match, man. <laughs> I bet you that dude was just on cloud nine throughout that whole match, getting to be on SmackDown Live mm-hmm. with the world champion, mm-hmm. and not only a world champion, AJ Styles, who has wrestled all over the world, mm-hmm. who has killed it all over the world, and who else was in that match? John Cena and Dean Ambrose? Yep. I mean, he was in the in a match, and I, you know, it was a comedy thing but every, and everything, but he was in a match with three 
of the biggest superstars in professional wrestling. Right. How do you think he was feeling through that match? I'm sure. He, <laughs> I'm sure he was on cloud nine, like you said. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's a freak out moment where you're just like, holy crap, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> so on to let's get back to the Legends of Memphis wrestling show. Uh, the main event was a match. Uh, that. Uh, we have seen, you know, Dan, I know you have, and I have plenty of times through our younger wrestling days. You know, I remember, I remember when Jeff Jarrett turned heel. Do you remember that? Yeah. When he turned heel, and it was a slow turn. It was just a really, really slow turn, and it was versus Jerry Lawler. You know, he come out, and they, they said, all right, well, it's going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Jerry the King Lawler for USWA heavyweight title and all this other stuff and everything. So it was big to do and everything, and then they went to Monday night at the Mid South Coliseum and everything, and you know it was a hell of a match back and forth. End of the match, Jeff sweeps Lawler's legs out, puts his feet on the top rope, and pins Lawler for the USWA Championship belt, and that was Jeff Jarrett's heel turn. From that point on, you know I don't ever think Jeff was a face again. <laughs> right. Uh, George corrected us in the chat room, which you can always join at mixlr.com/slash/oversellpodcast. Miz attack. The guy on the ramp and took him out and took his place in the match. So okay, he well, got close. That. He, he got, got close. close. He got he got he got halfway ramp. down the yeah. ramp to yeah. his dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that in that final ending on SmackDown was awesome with Dean Ambrose taking out John Cena. But we can talk about that in a bit. Uh, this match uh, it opened up. Jimmy Hart comes down to the ring, mm-hmm. and Lawler's and uh, Jared Lawler and Jared are in the ring, and Jimmy Hart comes down and he runs at Lawler. Lawler goes to hug him. He ducks him, and he gives Jeff Jarrett a big hug. Ah. And Lawler was <laughs> Lawler was kind of cutting a long promo, and he was thanking this people and that. And Jeff Jarrett kept doing these reactions like, oh, Lord, come on. And he went in the ring and like just draped himself on the ropes and kind of fell asleep. And then he laid down on the mat, mm-hmm. and he's like, Jerry said, oh, that's a comfortable looking – or that's a – what did he say? That's a position you look like you've been in all your life, or something like that, laying on the mat looking up. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a, you know, they had a classic match. You know, Je- it's amazing that Jeff Jarrett can still go like he can. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, both of them can still go. I mean, it's it's you know, Lawler still amazes me with the bumps he takes and everything. You know? Dude, oh yeah, I meant to say this in uh, Doug Gilbert and um and Austin Lane's match. Doug took a freaking high back body drop. There you go. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow. I mean, Doug looks good mm-hmm. for how old he is. You know, he's what? He's got to be late 40s. I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Middle 40, probably middle middle to late 40s. Yeah. No, well, let's see. We were, yes. He's probably, yeah, he's got to be mid to late 40s. George, if you're in the chat room and you have access to the internet, can you look up Dangerous Doug Gilbert and see his age? Uh, well, I guess I could do it here too. Yeah, but I'm just, Wikipedia or whatever. I'm trying to make George is gonna. I'm gonna make George our intern eventually. Yeah. Um, let's see. But I, I'm gonna work on getting Dane. Uh, Doug said he would come on the show. He doesn't really like to do podcasts, but a lot, he gets like a lot of requests from people up north and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And let's see, he's age 47. 47. And he's still taking high back body drops and you know taking good bumps in a match. And him and Austin Lane killed it. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, Lawler and you know Lawler and Jeff Jarrett had the match we've all seen a million times, but it was great seeing it again. You know, it, Lawler at some point was getting beat up and finally had enough, dropped the strap. Uh, you know, and we uh, thank you, Georgia, forty-seven. Um, but yeah, it, it was so much fun, and me and my dad we had a blast. Mm-hmm. 
just getting to go to watch this <laughs> show. You know, it, it was just like a throwback to being old eight year old me and eight, nine, ten years old at the Coliseum. I mean, if you, it, it's it's to me, it's kind of a who's who of wrestling in this area. Yeah, I mean, you got the older stars: Lawler, Jarrett, Dundee, D- Gilbert. Brandon Baxter, and then you got the new newer stars. You've got Dustin Five Star, Derek King, Austin Lane. Throwbacks with Lance Russell, Dave Brown, and Randy Hales. Who I still can't believe you broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be a good guy. How can I go and look at you with a straight face at Jerry Lawler's Bar and Grill downtown Memphis? <laughs> How can I eat a slam burger, look at your face, and? Not cry now, Randy It'll Hales. It'll never be the same it again. It will never, ever be the same again. Yeah, I got that Vince Russo autograph in my oh wrestling God, crate. Oh, God, that's still over here. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah. I saw a... I follow this vlog, and uh, he got... He does Wrestle Crate too. and when he saw that, he's like, oh, look, a Vince Russo autograph, and he ripped it right up. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate reaction. That's I got a Matanz autograph, thanks Woo. to my friend Fred at letter... At, kfabe connection on twitter at the letter k fabe connection subscribe Very to his cool. podcast I like on iTunes. That. Ari, there's an aria daviri from he you know he was the daviri that's D- uh daviri that sean daviri's brother Divari. Divari. sean daviri's brother that was yeah. in the cruiserweight classic very cool yeah man i've got a lot i've got a zach saber jr autograph there i've got a i've got a lot of stuff i've got to hang up in here yeah you're gonna buy, have to buy some more frames man yeah yeah the wrestling wall is slowly and surely getting put together. It's getting populated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that so that was the Legends of Memphis wrestling show. I mean, it was a lot of fun getting to watch. And like I said, it was a great chance for me to drive up to Jonesboro and get to see my dad for a little bit and go to a wrestling show. Very cool. At the Earl Bell Community Center, which is where they went to it. it Dave Brown and Lance Russell haven't been there in 25 years. That's awesome. And I think that was when they went up to Jonesboro for when the Memphis Territory was intact and mm-hmm. running. I think that's where they wrestled was the Earl Bell Community Center. Wow. And I mean, the place was packed. I think it was sold out. I saw pictures of it. It was. I saw some amazing pictures of it that just every seat filled and every, you know, every crack and crevice had a person in it. Yep. You know? So if you go to facebook.com slash oversell podcast, I did throw up all the pictures I took from this weekend, from yeah, from this past weekend um, in the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Show. A lot of fun, and thank you, uh, my dad, for getting the tickets. Uh, had a blast. Can't say it enough. It was just, it was just good old old school Memphis wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't the be- it wasn't the best technical wrestling territory, but by God, you went in there and saw some good fights. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there were there were some good wrestlers back in the day, but you know there were some there were some guys that fought too. You know. Yep. So uh, let's get to the cruiserweight classic. I mean, Dan, Dan, did you hear? I heard who won it. it. A lot of brackets were busted. Yeah, Kota Ibushi didn't make the finals. Mm-hmm. Zack Saber Jr. didn't make the finals. It was T.J. Ver- Perkins versus Grand Metallic. And then they dropped the bomb right before the match that not only are you the cruiserweight classic champion, but you are the cruiserweight champion. Yep. yep. And they bring the belt out and everything, and that was really cool. TJ Perkins is your cruiserweight champion. Sorry for the spoiler. I didn't give you a chance to listen to that, but by now you've probably already seen it. Yeah. And the cruiserweight division starts Monday, this Monday. This Monday on Raw in, in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. I cannot wait right to see it. Uh, it's, it. Right here in Memphis, Tennessee, and, 7 o'clock bell time at the FedEx Forum. And it's going to be interesting <laughs> because um, – Back in the day, the uh, cruiserweight division, you know, that was the heart, that was the backbone of WCW. 
of a WCW Monday Night Show. It really was. NWO got you in the show, and even even then, the every cruiserweight title match that wasn't just the only cruiserweight match on the right. show. You had two, three, maybe four cruiserweight matches on a show sometimes. And back in those days, before you had the internet, you know the cruiserweight division. And I heard Kevin, uh, or I heard Dustin's five star. You didn't really know who these guys were on this cruiserweight division. It was, no. you know, you didn't know who Dean Malenko, unless you were a tape trader mm-hmm. or something like that. You didn't know Dean Malenko. You didn't know Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, which that Rey Mysterio Jr. That the the whole cruiserweight division in WCW got me into Dean Malenko. Yeah, that's what brought me to Dean Malenko, and I was just like, man, I want to wrestle like that guy. You know? That's what got me into Chris Jericho, so, which I got, <laughs> I got the opportunity to tell Dean that. You know, it was like, man, you were an inspiration to me. I want to, I, you know, I res- I modeled my wrestling style just right after you. You know, I saw him backstage at, at WWE one time. And his reply was, uh, "Yeah, don't do that. It'll clear. It'll kill your career." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting because this has kind of the same dynamic. Casual fans are not going to know who T.J. Perkins is, Grand Metallic. They're not going to know who, um, you know, Jack Gallagher is. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come in and they're going to see these fresh faces having these awesome matches. And you know, you kind of get that old school feeling of, you know, back in WCW, the NWO got you in the door, mm-hmm. right? You came right. to see the NWO. And you, in the middle of the show, you got these cruiserweight matches that were just blowing you away. Yep. And now there has a chance to get back to that. You know, you get Kevin Owens is going to get you to the door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to get me in the door. I love Kevin Owens. You know, he's, he's not the most, you know, he's, The cruiserweights actually brought in the luchadors, too, yeah, to WCW. Rey Mysterio, you know? Juventud, Guerrero. So, I mean, it was it was kind of a crossover thing. You, you got guys who could work, you know, technical sound-wise, like Dean Malenko, Alex Wright, Chris those ben, guys, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, all those guys. You got those guys, too. But that brought the luchadors into the building, too, you know. So that brought a, that brought a good Latino following to WCW, I could imagine, too. Right, I'm going to ask you, that. who is your favorite luchador from those days? Not Not cruiserweight luchador. I would have – it would be between Rey Mysterio and Psychosis, actually. Good good choices, good choices. Mine was you know? La, mine was La Parca. La Parca, I loved La Parca. La Parca was awesome. He's in there doing his little strut and then, you know, playing guitar on the on the uh, chair, you know. Yep. The chair, he was the chairman of WCW. The chairman of WCW, I love da- it. And that, that dance he did, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, whenever he would come out, it was so much fun. You know, the whole uh, – I, I, I honestly, I look back on this all the time, you know, and I see like um, the, they had like a, there was a pay-per-view and they had a rum, uh, battle royal, you know, at the time. And it was something about, you know, Chris Jericho, he had, he had uh, gotten the uh, cruiserweight title off of Dean Malenko and had injured him, you know. And nobody had seen Dean Malenko for a while. It was like a month or two months maybe and everything. And then... You know, uh, they get to the end of this battle royal, and whoever won the battle royal was going to get an immediate title shot was Chris Jericho, you know. So all these people are in this battle royal and everything. And it gets down to Ciclope, and it gets down to Juventud Guerrera. And Juventud Guerrera, he kind of, you know, it looked like they were talking back and forth for a second, and then all of a sudden Juventud just jumps over the top and eliminates himself. And then bend down, and Ciclope takes the, takes the mask off, and it's Dean Malenko, and the crowd goes ape shit. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's crazy. I mean, the crowd went ape shit for Dean Malenko. I mean, <laughs> and, and not only that, but that gave birth to you know what really that this is what gave birth to me really liking Jericho is when he started because that's what started the conspiracy angle. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was going around Washington D.C. in a badly fitted suit. 
Yeah. With his ponytail, just his hair looking crazy and stuff like that, asking random people on the street who really didn't know what the hell he was talking about mm-hmm. uh, and going into the <laughs> Library of Congress and everything, you know, that that the the uh, conspiracy angle is some of Jericho's best work. Oh, yeah. And that oh, was yeah. young in his career. That was before the Undisputed Championship run. That was before every other thing he did, you know, mm-hmm. before the suit. That conspiracy angle is what kicked off. And I think that's what caught the eye of WWE, mm-hmm. you know. Vince doesn't watch other promotions. He just watches one. He he hires people that he works for whose job is to scout. That's Howard Finkel's job. Really? That is one of the jobs that Howard Finkel has is to watch other promotions, watch any – Howard Finkel's job is to basically watch anything independent that has videotapes, anything independent that has uh, television, watch other shows, watch you know independent talents, videos, and stuff like that. That is Howard Finkel's job. Huh. And I'm sure he's not the only one doing it, right, but right. that's well, with all the know. wrestling out in the world. Yeah, you. Um, did you get to see Lucha Underground last week? I did not. The, okay. I'm still waiting for him to put it on Netflix. They said it was coming to Netflix. It is yet to hit Netflix. Well, you, uh, you, uh, you can get it on iTunes. Um, I can show you ways, other ways to get it other through Sling ways, ways uh, through Sling TV. I hold my hands up in the air yes. and quotes. Yes. And, other that's how I have ways. to watch it. But, um, <laughs> you know, they uh, we got there's a fun cameo at the beginning of the first episode of this season. Mm-hmm. The jailer that was uh, Dario Cueto was released from prison, and the jailer was the honky tonk man. Oh god, it was so cool. <laughs> uh, I bet that it, was awesome. And uh, before you know, he gives back Dario Cueto's all his stuff from when he was uh, was when he was admitted in the prison and blah 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 blah. But in the background, it shows Honky Tonk Man give him one look, and in the background, you can see a guitar. Oh god! So it, that was a very cool moment. I'm behind a week I'll of bet, an episode. You know, with their with their production value and everything, you know, it just kills me. You know, you know, and. A lot of people knock them, but it's a different way of looking at wrestling. It's, it, it's exactly. a totally different way of looking at wrestling. And you know, I love it. The way they, without Lucha Underground, you wouldn't have Final Deletion. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have Decay versus Delete. Yeah. You would not have the Wyatt Compound gimmick they did. I haven't watched Decay versus Delete yet. You need to watch. I it. need to watch it, it. It starts slow, but man, by the end, it is incredible. Wow. Watch it, and then next time we get you on, which I know may be a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Um. But uh, so Dario gets into a limo, and there's this like that darker force that tells Dario, that, you know, if you if something happens to you again, there are going to be bad, bad consequences. And it was kind of funny because it sounded like uh, he had this. You just see his forearm, and it reminded me of Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. You know, he's speaking in Mexican, and he even had a distorted voice. But it, it, all you saw was the hand. I was like, "Is this Doctor Claw? What the hell's going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like a Claw from yeah, there's an Inspector Gadget <laughs> reference for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so going on through the mad or through the show, uh, and I, like I said, I'm a week behind. I haven't gotten to watch it this week yet. Um, Dario Cueto introduced his Dial of Doom. Dial of Doom. Which is kind of like, uh, remember whenever Raw goes to Vegas? Yeah. It's basically like it's that. Like the spin the wheel, make the deal match. Spin the wheel, and whoever it lands on. they got from WCW. <laughs> yes. Spin the wheel, and whoever name it lands on gets a championship match. Hmm. It landed on Son of Havoc. Hmm. Do you know who Son of Havoc is? Mm-mm. Matt Cross. Do you remember Matt? You know Matt Cross? Matt Cross. I'm sure I will as soon as... As soon as I Google a picture of him? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I see he, him, I'm sure ma- I will. Do you remember the season of Tough Enough that was on USA? Okay, yeah. Remember that he he was the one that asked Stone, told Stone Cold Steve Austin, permission to speak, sir. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin, God damn it, sir! <laughs> <laughs> 
it's funny how many people <laughs> it's funny how many people from Lucha Underground are involved in um were involved in that season of Tough Enough. That's Matt Cross. Now he has a huge beard. He's, okay, yeah. He's son of Havoc. This is what he he has a he wears that's how he looks now with his beard, but he's got a mask on like over Tommaso that. Like Tommaso Ciampa. He does kind of look like Tommaso Ciampa. So uh Matt Cross met, wrestles Matanza for the Intercontinental match and gets beat by Matanza. Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, they've already set up a match for uh, Ultima Lucha Tres, and it's going to be Eva Lise taking on Katrina. Uh, she challenged Katrina to a match, and Katrina said, Bring it on, bitch. Woo! Um, we have uh, what? what is. George and you, George can probably help me. Who is what's um, Morrison's team name now? In Lucha Underground, they have a team. It's him and it's uh, Justin Black and uh, Jack Evans and Taya. Let's see Morrison. Ooh, that sounds like a good. Sounds like a good pairing. Let's see. They have a name, and they kind of it. They do this thing now. Do you me- you remember um, what was that? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Whenever they did the guitar gesture, yeah. Now whenever they do that in Lucha Underground, you hear. Oh god. <laughs> Let's see. I'm, well, I'm a fan already. <laughs> you need to, Lucha Underground is the bomb. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Ultimate Lucha Trace. <clears throat> anyway, uh, at Ultima Lucha Dos, um, one of the their, one of the guys they were fighting with, uh, they broke his leg, and Dario thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but he wanted Morrison wanted a title shot and or a shot against Sexy Star for the Gift of the Gods title, and. Uh, do you know what the gift of the guys title is? Oh yeah. It's kind of like money yeah, in the, the bank. Had the different medallions in it and everything, yeah. Yep. So he wanted a shot at that and Dario said no, but he ended up giving Ty a shot against Sexy Star. And so Sexy Star and Ty took on it had a great match and I believe Sexy Star won the match, so she is still your gift of the gods champion. And um Let's see. I'm trying to find without staying out of spoilers. I still got that guy in my head from the Lucha event here where they had Sexy Star going, Sexy Star! Sexy Star! <laughs> <laughs> he was the only guy doing that. I was like, that ought to catch on, but he's so loud. <laughs> uh, then we see have another promo. Uh, Marty the Moth, who is, to me, if I were to describe Marty Mo- the Moth, he's a lot like Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. but he's about. You've described him before. He's, you know, about, he's, he's a, a million times. Guy comes he's out creepier, waving his yeah. arms and stuff. Well, he has the dog <laughs> tags of Killshot, and that's been a gimmick going on since old, since last season. Wow! So uh, the, on the most recent episode, which I haven't gotten to see yet, but I heard the match is incredible. They have they're going to have a hashtag WMD match of Marty the Moth versus Killshot. So I'm gonna have to watch that later tonight. We'll talk about it next week. I'm gonna hopefully we'll get caught back up on Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then the night at the main event was Pentagon Dark. Penta- he's not Pentagon Junior now. He's Pentagon Dark. Oh. Taking on Rey Mysterio. And in the mat, middle of the match, uh, Pentagon Dark starts yelling at uh, Vampiro. And Vampiro says, I can't do this. I'm going to leave the ring. Leaves the ring, and Pentagon in the, loses to Rey Mysterio off that distraction. After the, that, there's a last promo shot, and it was uh, Prince Puma, a.k.a. Ricochet, in the locker room. And, you know, uh, Pentagon – or Vin- Vampiro tells him that he hasn't been the same since he lost to Mil Muertes, who's like the monster of Lucha Underground. And he needs to challenge him again. And Vampiro, he tells, Prince Puma tells Vampiro, I thought you'd want me to go after Pentagon Dark. And, you know, he kind of just put, you know, kind of just moved on from it real quick. Uh, so that was Lucha Underground next this last week. And I'm going to watch this week's. And then hopefully, like I said, I'll be caught up for Lucha Underground by the time we get to the show. Next week, and that is some of the best storytelling in wrestling. I love oh, yeah. Lucha Underground. I mean, they they always say, WWE always says, you know, it's just a wrestling soap opera. It's a guy's soap opera and everything. And Lucha Underground just kind of took that literal and turned it into a Mexican soap opera, and it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if WWE could somehow do storytelling like Lucha Underground, their show would improve. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, one thing Lucha Underground has it going for it, the episodes are like 45 minutes long, 30 to 45 minutes long. I always have to laugh and say, like, you know, watching Walking Dead and, you know, story, you know there's little stories uh, with seasons like Once Upon a Time and different things like that and everything. Do you watch Once Upon a Time? I know you I watch Walking to. Dead. I used to. No, I, I never watched Walking Dead. You don't watch Walking Dead? No, I never watch Walking Dead. Okay, well, I have it's watched really Walking good, but, I mean, like, it's compelling TV, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know... It, if the seasons for Walking Dead and Once Upon a Time, if those shows ever ended, those writers need to get jobs with WWE. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you need Vince, more compelling TV on WWE. You but really you know, do. it's still all funneled through Vince, and Vince yeah, isn't, isn't yeah. going to do anything like that because you know he has his way. That's what kills me. Is like, why hire thirty writers if Vince is going to kibosh everything? You right, know, right? I don't understand that whole way of thinking. I really don't. You know, well, but family friendly. The kids are the ones that want the T-shirts, you know. Yeah, that's true. And there's tons of kids watching WWE, you know. That's true. Uh, so. Did you get to see CM Punk? I saw the fight, yes. You know. Uh, I saw him get his ass He got his ass, but you know what? You know. You know what? I And he came out the other end of it pretty positive about it, you know. I can't and, fault him for that. And, you know, the people that are talking shit to him, mm-hmm. saying blah, 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 you know, you, you pussy or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Step it. You step in the octagon. See how long you last. Yep. You know you have to have balls to step in. I salute CM Punk. He wanted to I give thought a he shot. Had, I thought he had a better background. You know, as far as shoot style, fight style, and everything like that. I thought he had a better background than what he did. You know, um, but then again, bright lights, camera in your face, and then they tell you, "All right, it's a fight, motherfucker." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the bell rings, and they start fighting and everything, and, uh, you know. Everyone seems to be pretty supportive of Punk, you know. Yeah. He wanted to do it. All the professional people, mm-hmm. all the professional people are supportive of Punk. Of course, Triple H posting a, yeah. a smiling photo with the TV on in the background with him getting stitched up or whatever he was getting. Yeah. <laughs> but I still think, you know, Triple H probably, you have to realize these people have, you know, 
had to have big cojones to get oh, in yeah. there and try to fight. You know, big, this, big, this. big brass ones. You know, and I did. I thought, you know, he came out with. He always came out with like the Gracie jujitsu, you know, stuff and everything on when he was wrestling and stuff. And you know, that was part of his wrestling gear, or his wrestling coat when he'd come out and say Gracie jujitsu and stuff like that. So I. I always took it like he had a better shoot style, you know. So I thought I would see more out of him than I did, but holy crap! Yeah, you know that uh, that kid that kid nailed him. <laughs> oh, that stable I was talking of in Lucha Underground. Yeah, it was called Worldwide Underground. It's um, Morrison, oh. the Dragon Slayer, Jack Evans, mm-hmm. Justin Black, or PJ Black, I think is what he's going by, and, and Taya. Yeah, uh, PJ Black was formerly uh, Justin Gabriel. Justin Gabriel's. That's right. So, yeah, that's a hell of a stable right there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good, very good, very good. Well, let's take a break. We've got Austin Lane coming up. Um, my, my last thought on um, the CM Punk thing is, dude, you showed a lot of balls stepping in the ring. Yeah. You trained. You went through injuries. You, get, you still got in there. Regardless of the outcome, I'm, I, I you know, I'm not going to be the one that shits on him and makes yeah. fun of him. I, I, I like the interview he did afterwards because it showed a little bit more humble side of him. It really did, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think he, you know, he almost cracked up during the uh, post show where he was talking about, you know, he let his coaches and his friends down and everything, and you know, and he was kind of cracking, cracking his voice a little bit there and everything, talking about that and everything. So, but uh, you know, it's it is what it is. You know, you either train hard enough and you get into the rhythm and you can go in there and kick some ass, or you know. They turn the camera on you, and they turn the lights on, and you all of a sudden hit the brakes, and like a deer in the headlights, you get punched out. (laughs) We are going to take a quick break. I'm going to reset the Mixler chat here. Hopefully, in just a few minutes, we'll have Austin Lane calling in, but stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now is one of the stars from this past weekend's Legends of Memphis wrestling show. Got to talk to him. And his wife before the show a little bit. He's joining us back again. We've got the best of the best, Austin Lane on the phone. Austin, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing really good. It's really nice to uh, be back on the Overstill podcast, taking the audio assault in your eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave my eardrum a spear, man. <laughs> Austin, don't it's... worry, I wore protection. <laughs> Austin, it's been a while since we talked to you. How have you been, my friend? Oh, I've been awesome. Uh, just unbelievable. Can't can't complain. Just I'm, I'm really blessed. I really am. What all's been going on in your wrestling world? Oh, you know, just just a little bit here and there. Not a whole lot. You know, just <laughs> shared just the same building with some some of the uh, legends of Memphis wrestling that I grew up watching. Uh, wrestled a little match against uh, this one guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. A guy named Ricochet. I mean, he, he might be pretty good one day. Uh, you know, not, not a whole whole lot. Had an, got an event named after me coming up, and I mean, just not not a whole lot really at all. Wow. Well, what was <laughs> what was it like getting to work with Ricochet? You know, it was awesome. It, you know, I, I got the call uh, a couple of months before that, and I worked out a deal for X number of shows with CCW. And when the uh, when he when he called me about it, he told me he said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put you in th- uh, in the ring as Ricochet. He said, um, you think you're a old Blank, uh, I'll be nice and bleep it right there. Your old blank can uh, keep up with him. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I had I had some doubts for a little while. I, I took and done some research. Uh, I mean, I know who Rick Shady is. I've seen some of his work, but I did the whole uh, 
you know, I wanted to make sure that the match was, was up to par because, you know, I had a lot of pressure on me. That, that when they called me up, they pretty much told me that they expected nothing short than match of the year, WrestleMania, main event quality. So, you know, I'd done a study and started looking. And I was like, uh, uh it, it was one of those where it was a, it was a measuring stick for me because I had to make sure that uh, the old man still had it in the tank. Mm-hmm. Now, what um, what matches did you watch to kind of um, get prepared? Where what all uh, promotions were you looking at when you're? Uh... I, I looked at some uh, the uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, PWG, uh, some New Japan, and Lucha Underground. I watched uh, I watched him and Rey Mysterio. I watched him and Osprey, just like everyone else in the entire world. Uh, him and Evan Bourne, and then I, I watched some of his earlier stuff too. I wanted to uh, just kind of get a feel for his. Because a lot of the stuff with Ricochet is not really about executing moves. A lot of the stuff with Ricochet is a lot about timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all time with him. And considering the fact it was the it was going to be the first time stepping in the ring with him, I wanted to make sure the timing was down because it was one of those where I, I knew ahead of time. You know, a lot of times you'll get booked against certain people, and they're already let's say they're already signed contracts, they're already drawing paychecks from promotions. Um, and you, you know, they, a lot of times you worry about whether or not they're actually going to want to, to do their stuff per se, or, you know, to really put 110% out there. It was a kind of a wonder, you know, is he going to be, you know, up for that task or is he want to kind of take it safe and just take it easy and just get through the night and get it over with. But I was told ahead of time that, uh, his child, his son and his parents and all of his best friends from high school were going to be there that he said to let the guy that he was working know that he's bringing it. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. No pressure so, there yeah, at I all. I took huh? it as a challenge. And, you know, Dan knows me. I mean, when yeah. I go out there every single time, I don't care <laughs> what show it is. Uh, if I'm, I'm going out there, whether I'm first match or main event, I'm going to steal the show. Oh, I'm yeah. coming to steal a show. I'm going to do every, you know, I, I give 110% whether there's five people or 5,000. And so, uh, you know, Dan knows that whenever I get challenged like that, you know, I take it personally and I say, okay, well then, you know, if they, uh, I'm going to take this challenge personally, I'm going to go out there and prove that I'm the best of the best. So was Ricochet from that area? Yes. He, uh, okay. he's, he was about, he's from Paducah, Kentucky. He was about an hour away. Um, I think they said somewhere around uh, he had about 40 people with him. Wow. That all bought tickets, yeah. Um, family, his his son was there he, that he didn't get. You know, he's been filming uh, Lucha Underground Season 3, so he hasn't been able to spend a lot of time with his son lately. Uh, we, you know, he got to hang out with a lot of friends, stuff like that. They all hung out together, and, you know, they were all coming to the show. They all bought tickets, I guess. From the from the looks of the numbers, they all bought tickets the uh, the day they went on sale online because I think the first two or three rows were gone within 24 minutes. Wow! They're gone on sale online, Dang. and then within 24 hours, I believe, like almost all of the VIPs and I'd probably say like probably the first three or four rows were gone. Wow! Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So, how was the crowd that night? Uh, it was awesome. The, uh, the the entire floor was sold out. I, I don't know a number, but just by guessing in the ring, I would probably say five to 700. Wow. Uh, the entire floor, all the VIPs, all the, uh, the high-dollar tickets were sold out. And then the bleachers, the building is awesome. It's an unbelievable building. But the bleachers, they were they had, uh, I think they actually sold all of the, sold like 
three or 500 tickets already for the bleachers that a uh, football team or a youth football program purchased all of them, and then they were sell, reselling them for the to draw, you know, to help raise money for their program. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. I, and I'm I'm really happy. I got to watch the match on YouTube, and it was bad ass, man. <laughs> thing, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of it. Yeah, the uh, the crowd was. I mean, they were loud the whole time. They, you can hear a few of the chants on the uh, on the t- on the videos that they had, but like it doesn't even get all of the chants that were in it. We had um, at one point we had the crowd was chanting "best match ever." And oh, then, nice. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> there was one part that was uh, there was a whole big section of children, kids over there. The entire match, I have no idea. I'm talking about from wrist lock to finish. We're chanting RKO. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the RKO right off the bat. Uh, I, I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, you know, I mean, and he's a very humble, very nice guy. Loved working with him. He um, he pretty much, you know, he started. We started going through some spots and stuff like that, and and it was it was one of those where you know I, I really liked it because as athletic as he is, you know, I'm a ring general, so I was pretty much calling most of it, and. I like, there was one part of it. I thought I, I, it's one of those little things that the that workers or guys in the wrestling business <laughs> really uh, we know what it what it is. But the uh, there there's one part in the match when we get into some heat, and I take and slow him down. The crowd starts chanting, "That was lame," because you know we've already done all these uh, these we've done all these flips and dives <laughs> and everything and kicks and strong style stuff during the match. And so I said, "Oh, that's lame, really." So I dropped and gave him a headlock. (laughs) 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 He starts laughing, and I I leaned down. I got my head over when you see us talking, but uh, he starts laughing, and I said, ain't nobody telling me how to run my damn match. (laughs) 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 Well, this past weekend up in Jonesboro, Arkansas, at the Earl Bell Community Center, um, we got to see you and dangerous Doug Gilbert, man. Tell us what it was like getting ready for that match. Oh, it was all you know. It was it was an unbelievable experience they, with with myself, you know. I, and it was one of those where I wasn't going in expecting to have a ricochet match. I wasn't even expecting to go and have an off lane match. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I a that's a uh, that, that's a little bit different <laughs> animal from a ricochet match. <laughs> yeah, you know, two, two, you know, fourteen days later, and <laughs> yeah, it was a just a little bit difference, you know, in the matches. But just a tad, just I a guess tad. That, you know, uh, Jimmy Hart actually had told me. Uh, several years ago that uh the best wrestlers in the world are not the uh you know the undertakers and triple h's and the Shawn michaels it's the it's the jobbers it's the the journeymen the guys who can have anyone's match they can go one week and have a match and have ricochet ricochet's match with him and then two weeks later go and have dangerous doug gilbert's match with him you know and two weeks later after that you know go have jerry lawler's match they can have you know they go have big shows match one night and Shawn Michaels match the next. Yep, yep. I mean, those are the best workers in the world because they're, you know, Shawn Michaels is going to have Shawn Michaels match every single time. You know, it's the guys that can go in there and have his match with him. He can look like a million dollars the very next night, go in and have a completely different match with a Hulk Hogan, you know, and do the same exact thing with Hulk. And those are the best in the world. And But it was, you know, it was a humbling experience for me because, you know, I was, just I was thankful just to be on the card, you know the Orwell, you know the Orwell Center, you know it sold out. They 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 literally turned away 
I think they said it was a little over 100 people they had to turn away. Wow. Because of the fire code. Yes. Due to the fire code. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and and just the fact that, you know, I woke, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I I got up, usually stayed night with my, with my my granny on Friday night and Saturday, watch power hour Friday night, get up Saturday morning and I turn on TV and watch a little cartoons at first and grab my bowl of cereal, go in there and turn on channel, you know, turn on WM or TV five and, and watch Memphis wrestling every Saturday morning, you know, and it was just, just being able to share the same building with those guys. It, it was just, it was such an, an honor. I mean, I, I marked out when, when, you know, when you had, I mean, just every single guy there and going up to them and shaking their hands. And, and I, and I personally thanked every one of them for, you know, for their, for my childhood, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was just awesome. Now, to just to give just to give that place a scale, um, I've never been to the Earl Bell Community Center. I I did see all the pictures of it posted online and everything. Um, that's cool. that's it's pretty much the size of a very good size ha- high school basketball yeah. gymnasium, right? I that's, mean, that's, that's what that it, gives yeah. it a good you know sizing, I guess, and to sell out. Yeah. A high school basketball gymnasium, not a small one either, a good size one. No, you know that's yeah. that's saying something there. I mean, that's you know. Yeah, and it's really awesome that you know it's the same building that Memphis used to run when they came to Jonesboro. I mean, I remember going and watching wrestling in that building. Uh, I literally stood in the ring and just kind of closed my eyes and, and just just felt the moment because I, I I looked out because I remember you know exactly where I sat you know, watching Memphis wrestling in that same building, you know, looking up at that ring and just to realize that I was on the opposite side, that I was in the ring looking out and knowing that there was somebody like me years ago, there was someone out there looking into the ring and you know, picturing and, and seeing the same thing that I was seeing then. Mm-hmm. Way, 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 way back when. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> so and, many years ago. And, I was, way, way, way and yeah. I, you know, I was one of those guys in the crowd too. I mean, it was amazing. Just getting to watch. For me, and we were talking about this earlier in the show, I got to go to this show with my dad, and it, it was like going back to the Monday Night Coliseum because we went to get together, me and my dad, a bunch of times when I was a kid. So it, it had that element to it as well to where, you know, for a 34-year-old guy, I'm an 8-year-old boy again with my dad sitting right next to me, and we're giving the wrestlers hell like you and Derek King and people like that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, being in Newport, I didn't get to go to the, uh, especially on Monday nights cause you know, with school the next day and, and my dad and mom, you know, both, both hardworking blue collar, you know, individuals. Yep. And I never got the opportunity to go to the college team on Monday nights, you know, Saturday mornings, it was always, you know, they, they always, you know, would build up and talk about Monday night on this Monday night, this Monday night. And man, I hated so much not being able to see those matches that I have to wait till the next Saturday morning, you know, to see what happened, see one and everything. And when, when they came to Jonesboro, that was kind of, that was my Memphis Coliseum. You know, I got to go and watch, you know, those, you know, I got to go watch those matches. And I remember it it was just so neat whenever I would see Jonesboro, Arkansas pop up on the TV screen that, you know, they're going to Jonesboro, Arkansas, because I mean, it just gave chills. I'm like, Oh no, you know, they're going to be close to us, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was uh, now. When who would announce those shows when they would come through up there? Do you remember? Uh, honestly, like when I was when I was a kid, you know, it, you know, Lance Day w- wasn't doing the the house shows or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I was just 
so in awe with the wrestlers that, you know, anybody could announce those shows. But <laughs> 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 could announce those shows, and I would never would have known it. Because all I, all, all I know is, you know, just seeing Jerry Lawler and Austin Idol and, you know, and Jeff Jerry and all those guys. In the, I mean, it was just so unbelievable. It just To me, it was like seeing my superheroes. You know, I'm a huge nerd. And I love superheroes and, and comics and Ghostbusters. So I can't, those were my superheroes growing up. <laughs> All right. I, I've got to ask you because I remember on Facebook, uh, you're, you, you and Nikki were talking about it. It seemed like every other day you're counting down to it. What did you think of the newest Ghostbusters film? I loved it. And if you say you didn't like it, I'll call you a liar. <laughs> the movie was awesome. The, even the reviews show it. The reason the, the movie didn't make a lot of money because a lot of people just did not want to go see it. Yeah. But if the, the people who gave it a chance, everyone I talked to, even people who did not want to see a remake, everyone who went and seen it, they said, okay, that was a pretty good movie. You know, it was hilarious. Yeah, Nikki thought it was hilarious. <laughs> My daughters went and watched it, and it was like, you know, it was it was the first movie I ever seen going to a movie theater. I remember my parents taking me to see Ghostbusters, and you know it was just so unbelievable. And my my kids the same way. I mean that right now that's my daughter's you know favorite movie right now ever of all time is the new Ghostbusters. Good, it's, that's awesome. You know, it, it, I, I'm so glad that it you know that basically like the tradition carries on. But I love the movie. I really I, 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 I saw. <laughs> I saw a picture on uh, Austin's Facebook here a little while ago. It was one of his daughters had a birthday, and uh, he got her a signed <laughs> copy of the one of the Back to the Future scripts. Oh, wow. So I was yeah. like, man, where's my copy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, the, my, my daughter's the same way. My, my, my youngest daughter, my youngest daughter is nine years old, and she loves Back to the Future. She loves Goonies. She loves E.T., <laughs> Oh, I mean, it, it just girl after my own heart. Austin. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's huge, huge uh, Back to the Future mark. So, you know, that's what I got her for her birthday. I got her a Back to the Future Part 1 script, the entire script, and it's signed by all of the characters. I got to say, man, you're doing your kids right by taking them to some of these great movies or showing <laughs> oh, yeah. them these great movies. Hey, how many comic book movies have you gotten to see this year? This year? Yeah. Let's see. The, okay, this year I saw X-Men. Civil War. Uh, I mean, I, I, I collect and I actually have the Ghostbusters comics, so I don't know if you call it a comic book movie, but I, I've seen that one. I I'll, saw yeah, I'd, call, I'd put Squad. it in that same realm. Yeah, I saw Suicide Squad. Um, let me see. What, Did you, Batman vs. Superman? I think, uh, yes. Uh, yep, I saw Batman vs. Superman. I loved it. I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Deadpool? Um Yes, all Deadpool. I, that, man, that was this year too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. What was what's yeah. been probably your favorite, as, uh, other than Ghostbusters? Because I know that's other probably... than Ghostbusters. Believe it or not, I mean, I know I'm going to get so much flack for this because everyone hates it, but Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad, probably. I I loved them both. I could not. I, I, I did too. It, it's they're made for comic book, you know, readers. They're made for the people who love the comics. Civil War was one of the best actual made, civil, you know, comic book movies of all time. It was great, but you know, it went it went so far away from the comic that you know, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it, you know, the Batman versus Superman, you know, knowing what's coming up, you know, with the Justice League and the way the different 
the so many different stories that they put into one movie. It just, I mean, it was awesome. Suicide Squad too. And you know, Nikki loves Suicide Squad, and she never even heard of it before then. And you know, one thing people watch Batman vs Superman, people watch Suicide Squad, and from all the Marvel comic book movies they've gotten, I think they're trying too much to come, you know, hold them to that standard when they're really a totally different type of story. I mean, DC's always been a little bit dark and grittier than Marvel. And people in the movies, I don't know, they just can't get past that fact. Plus, DC's always been the filmmaker studio. I mean, they, they're they're really, you know, Marvel gives you, you know, Marvel gives you everything you want, but they, they you know, they go to the mass audience. DC tries to make good films. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, I mean, like with the, uh, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batman films and, you know, just stuff like that. They, I mean, you can tell that they're the, they're really the, filmmaker studio they're the ones who are trying to make good films and just base it around the comics when marvel is trying to take the comics and put it to a mass audience i completely agree i can agree with that who is your favorite suicide I mean, if, squad? if you want to look at wrestling wrestling terms dc is ring of honor and marvel is WWE. oh there you go yeah that that's a good comparison yeah, I mean, it really <laughs> is i mean if you look at it that way ring of honor puts on the good quality wrestling, you will see, you know, they, they're telling stories and et cetera, et cetera, but they're focused on making sure that it's the best wrestling possible. And WWE focused on drawing in the casual fans. Yep. How much, um, uh, how many other wrestling companies do you get to watch? I know you're probably super busy, but how much other wrestling besides the WWE do you get to watch? Uh, I watch uh, Lucha Underground when, when I can. Um, uh, I try to make sure to watch Lucha Underground that I've, uh, I've been watching, you know, you know, I'll, I'll take and watch. You know, I don't get a chance to. I, I want to get that New Japan World. Yeah. Uh, I really want to get it, and that way I can watch it. Uh, but I watch a lot of, you know, just from YouTube and, you know, stuff like that, like Rev Pro. Um, I believe it's IWC. There's the guy on there, Joe Hendry. I love his entrances. He's just unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen him, but YouTube, Joe Hendry entrance, IWC. Okay. Unbelievable! It, it, I mean, he's over in England, and his entrances are just unbelievable. They're different every single time. Like uh, one time he came out to "In the Air Tonight." I mean, each one of them he changes. He's a very good singer, but each time he changes lyrics to to go to him, mm-hmm. and he'll have some sort of. You no, know, he came out one time to Melly, Miley Cyrus's "Wrecking Ball," oh, and he, and but he came out in one of those big inflatable uh, balls, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and he's like, I came in and, uh, you know, it, I can't sing because I have a horrible, you know, I'm a much better wrestler than I am singer, but it's it, unbelievable. you got to look up his entrance. They're awesome. Is that, is that the same guy that uh, made the Pokemon entrance when he came out and faced yeah, Mr. Anderson? Yeah. Oh, that was yes, hilarious. Mr. Anderson, yeah, talks talk about punching him in the uh Got to kick his region. balls, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it. it is awesome. Fa- favorite character in Lucha Underground? Favorite catcher in Lucha Underground. Oh, I have to be biased just because I worked him, but Puma. Puma? Okay. And Puma. It's interesting that they're letting him yeah. talk now. Um, you know, for all, throughout the first, I think, through the end of the second season, he hadn't talked much, but I like that they're finally letting him talk a little bit. My favorite current Lucha Underground star is Marty the Moth. For some reason, I cannot stop watching that guy. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I, I like him. I, it's just so. I mean, I, I, I love the show just because it it kind of it's not really a wrestling show. It's it's a television show with wrestling based around wrestling. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's really neat. I, I really like it. Okay. Uh, I saw, yeah, I, I almost did it myself, but I, I didn't. I decided not to do it because it's been done before. But I saw a spot where uh, where Ricochet was working. I don't remember who it was he was working. It might have been Sammy Callahan, where he was wearing the same gear without the mask as Prince Puma. And he looks at him and he's like, wait a minute. Haven't I seen you on TV? And the whole crowd, no, <laughs> the whole crowd, the, the whole crowd start chanting K Fape, K Fape. It was awesome. I think I was PWG, wasn't it? I think I've seen that clip. Yeah, I think it, it, yeah, it was it was hilarious. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm gonna ask you a couple more favorite NJPW star. Oh, I'm, uh, other than Kenny Omega. Kenny, oh, awesome choice, very awesome choice. Yeah, Kenny Omega. He just, I mean, he's an to me just his movement. He's an American Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. I mean, he really is. He's, <laughs> comes out with that Degum broom is hilarious. Uh, I mean, I, I I love it in the uh, the Terminator dive and everything. Yeah, and, and he's there's just some sort of you know he's he's got the charisma to go along with it. You you can give a guy a broom, but no one could make it work like Kenny Omega can. Exactly. Yeah. It, I, have that guy him the Bucks. I mean, I know that they're making so much money now already that. You know, WWE is it's only going to be a something to check off their list kind of thing to, for them to ever sign there. But man, I, I'd love to see those guys in a WWE ring. I, I think they would. I, I would love to see them in NXT. To be honest, you know, get them over there while Shinsuke's still there and have them do some work with them. Oh yeah, Shinsuke will be there much longer. You, you don't think so? There's no way. No, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, the only way they keep him there is if they just pretty much have already. Which they have to an extent, but if they just go full-blown, just giving it all, that NXT is a completely separate brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're making money off of it now. If NXT had its own, you know, if it had its own network show every week, <clears throat> then I, I'd probably say that, yeah, that they may keep him there. But they, there, there's too much money to be made with him. Yeah, I agree. Have you gotten to watch the Cruiserweight Classic at all? Yes, I have. I, I have not got to see the last two rounds. I know who won. If they would, if I would have known ahead of time that the uh, the winner would be cruiserweight champion and gone to RAW, I could have picked the winner beforehand. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 the whole time I thought it was going to be, you know, it, it, I, I thought it was going to come down to Zack Saber Jr. or Ibushi, but yeah, that's... as soon as they, as soon as they, yeah, I mean, as soon as they said that the uh, the winner was going to be champion and, and debut on RAW, like I, I knew if they would have told me that at the beginning of the tournament, because I knew who all had signed and who hadn't, I knew that that it was going to be either Metalik or, or, you know, or TJ. Yeah. It's been a very fun show, man. What all events you got coming up? Let's see. Uh, this Saturday, I'm in Tuckerman <clears throat> for ASWF Wrestling. Next Saturday is uh, Cape Championship Wrestling's Best of the Best, named after me. Pretty neat. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I guess I made a pretty good impression last time. Uh, but that's in uh, <clears throat> Cape Girardeau. Um, let's see. I've got I don't know the exact dates on them. Uh, I know I do, uh, October 1st, I've got the Barbecue Fest in Jonesboro. Um, <clears throat> I got that one coming up. That's uh, that's Brett Michaels is going to be there playing. Uh, uh, going to be singing. He's the, I guess, the, he, he technically is the main event of the festival, but, you know, we're doing the wrestling uh, a little bit earlier in the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got that one coming up also. I've got several shows in, in Tuckerman or, you know, Jonesboro at MACW Wrestling. 
between those and CCW, I think I have a benefit coming up in Grubbs, Arkansas. Um, I don't even remember what company name was, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I got asked about that this this week. It was for a a kid going through some medical issues, so okay. I'm always able to help out there. Great. Where can folks find you on social media? You find me, uh, of course. You can find me about like my page on Facebook, Best of the Best Austin Lane, or you can find me on Facebook till I get toward the friends limit, <laughs> just Austin Lane, or they can find me on Twitter at Austin Lane. One, the number one, A U S T I N L E N E, the number one. Austin, it has been great talking well, look, to you. Hold oh, on, oh, we got it. We sorry, got. It. Sorry, I, I was, I was, I was wanting to Google who would announce the house shows for USWA and all those uh, other promotions and everything, those local promotions, because uh-huh. it, it, it kind of hit me that you know we we never could remember. But uh, I, as I'm googling it, the name came to me, Mister Guy Coffee. Or Randy Hales himself yeah. would usually I, announce I, I, the I shows. Said, I was just going to say, uh, I remember I, as soon as you said, Guy, uh, Mr. Coffee, uh, as soon as you said that, I was thinking I remembered something. I remember him and Randy Hales doing something. Yeah, him and him and Randy time. Hales would usually announce those shows that I went to, you know, at the Coliseum yeah. or, or whoever was at the fair that year or whatever. You know, and yeah. <laughs> Mr. Coffee sometimes would even get on the mic and try to persuade people to go, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he would. He'd the, get on the, the microphone and just go. The, the last time before this past time, before this past Saturday, the last time I've been in the Herbal Community Center was when I was, you know, before I got into the wrestling business, and it was right before I started training. And I remember going to the Herbal Community Center for Power Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and they were in there, and it was. You know, I remember Brandon Baxter and Derek King, but I remember before the show. In the mall in Jonesboro, the old Indian mall in Jonesboro, getting Derek King and Brandon Baxter's autograph. <laughs> Me and myself, yeah, I, I throw it up to them all the time, making them feel old. But I remember getting their autograph, like when they were doing the show at the Earl Bell that night. But getting their <laughs> autograph, seeing seeing both of them walk in with uh, Power Pro Wrestling t-shirts on, heading head straight toward Gadzooks. <laughs> but I remember getting their autograph, <laughs> you know, and then. You know, years later, you know, sharing the same ring with them multiple times and and shows with them, I always uh, bring it up to them just to make them feel old. You know, funny story about the Indian Mall. When I lived up in Jonesboro, the when I, the first time I, I I remember walking through it, and as I was leaving, I was walking past the arcade, and I hear da 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 da. I, saw, I heard the Simpsons arcade game. Oh yeah, I instantly lost five dollars <laughs> just in, instantly just pumping quarters <laughs> into that game. That, <laughs> Austin, man, we, it's been great talking to you. Uh, you know, I'm really glad I got to see you Saturday. It's cool getting to shake your hand and talk to you and Nikki for a little bit. And we wish you all the Absolutely. best here in the future. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoy. You know, thanks for having me on the show. I always enjoy it, and I listen to it every single week. So make sure to mention my name several times. I sure will. Yeah, Dan, Dan, don't Dan, don't forget who uh, put you over for your first title. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you said you said, hey, you said you're in Tuckerman that launched two wrestling companies. That's so, right. Uh, you know, <laughs> make sure to mention that every once in a while. But yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's always a pleasure being on with you guys. Have a blast. Thanks for supporting all of us. You know, all all around here. Thanks for supporting all of us. And uh, I'm glad that you enjoy my matches. Uh, and uh, thanks a lot, guys. Now you said you're going to be in Tuckerman this Saturday, right? Yeah, I'll be in Tuckerman this Saturday. Okay, well, I'm 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 leaving town the weekend. After this one, 
Uh, I'm moving uh, to Kingsport, Tennessee, and I'll be living and working in Kingsport, living? Tennessee, on the other side of the state. So I'm thinking about visiting a local show this Saturday, possibly. Uh, well, haven't this Saturday, I haven't picked one yet. always <laughs> be open for Dangerous Dan Matthews. All righty. Well, uh, always. I may have to see if I can if get any, free any Saturday show night. I'm at, the door is open for Dangerous Dan Matthews. All right. <laughs> well, what about the guy that's undefeated against you? <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about that. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> My back is still sore from carrying that guy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no! I, but honestly, you guys are always welcome. I'd love to see you guys this Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll we could we'd make sure to uh, to get you out in front of the crowd and everything too. All righty. Well, yeah, we might have to make a trip there, Derek. I've got a wedding this. Oh, week. you got a wedding? I'm, you, in, whatever. A, I'm in a oh. wedding. How convenient. <laughs> As, as usual, pulls out of the finish way too early. That's right. That's right. He's ducking you, Austin. He's ducking yeah, you. Yeah, I just don't want to give up my undefeated streak against Austin. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You laugh. We've been done that way before. <laughs> well, we are going to take a break. We will be right Get that back. most Eagle undefeated streak going. Right. <laughs> We'll Josh Carney. <laughs> I think I think that number goes up every time I talk to him. Last yeah, time I yeah. talked to him, I think he was like 148 and against me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back again. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Austin Lane. I could t- We could talk to no, him for did. an hour. I know we did. Man, he is, he is such a cool guy, and it was yeah. just great to get to see him at that rest show, shake his hand. Told him he didn't have any 2X shirts. Otherwise, I would have bought one from him. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to – I told him, hey, man, when you get some 2X shirts in, let me know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so let's see. We got some stuff in the chat room going on. Shut the front doors in Iowa, and he's going to the NXT show tomorrow. He paid $40 and got a Bobby Roode shirt. That's cool. Uh, apparently, did you hear about this uh, uh, guy at the Seth Rollins school? Yeah. Now – what it sounded to me like was he may have had an undiagnosed heart problem, mm-hmm. you know, and that happens a lot with people who are training, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find out, you know, cause you're, you got to take your body to the limit. You absolutely positively take your body to the limit well, I mean, it's in, cr- in proper wrestling training. Yeah. You take your body to the limit and you find out is my body well, conditioned for this or not. Well, and then over the, over the course of time, you know, that's why I don't like wrestling schools that throw somebody into a match a month in. Right. I like wrestling schools that, you know, throw somebody a ma- in uh, like eight months down the road, a yeah. year down the road. And what have you said a million times on this show? What is a what is a bump like? A bump is like a car wreck every time you hit the mat. It every is time. you are putting your body into the conditions of a car wreck every time you hit the mat. There's mm-hmm. whiplash effects, there's nerve damage and everything. You know, and not every ring hits the same way either. There are some rings out there that you'll hit, and you'll be like, well, God, I'm not bumping on this damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Mo, get in there and bump. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Tag, you're it. (laughs) Let's go through some news going on in the wrestling world. Looks like Paige and WWE have resolved their... uh their issues. I Paige. honestly don't think there was any differences there. I think that was a result of internet. I really maybe, do. Maybe I, can I see think that. that entire heat and all that crap was nothing but internet garbage. And I really do. She's going to be in uh, Memphis this Monday for Raw. Well, hey, there you go. Um, Ryback is working on legally changing his name to Ryback. Oh, I thought he was the big guy. 
no, no. He's going to. He really wants to. Be, he really wants to be Ryback. Okay. Yep. Uh, we well, I look, guess that's so he can use it on merchandise and stuff. We've got some matches for WWE Clash of the Champions coming up, which will be not this Sunday. A week from this Sunday. Uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins for the title so far. Charlotte is going to be uh, in a match with Sh- uh, Sasha Banks, and I believe that end up is going to end up being a, a triple threat match. Tag Team Champions New Day will uh, look to take on uh, the Gallows and Anderson. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn will be in a match. Um, it looks like we may be getting a Rusev and Roman Reigns match as well. We'll do a full card prediction next week to get ready for it. Uh, let's see. Vince, did you hear about Vince McMahon? What about him? Tore quad while doing squats. I think I saw somebody reply to that. Um, oh, God. I they said something about, you know, if uh, if I'm 71 and I'm in the gym and I tore my quad, then I'm doing pretty good because it means I'm still in the gym. <laughs> Vincent Mann tore one of his quads last week doing squats with significant weight and had to undergo surgery. He ended up missing backlash and also raw this past week. Details beyond that are sketchy as Vince wanted to keep the whole thing quiet. Wow. You know, I heard a story between him and Mark Henry and like him and Mark Henry worked out and he put Mark Henry through the ringer. Apparently afterwards, Mark Henry was feeling pretty rough. And then Vince, of course, called him. He's like, yeah, I think we did a little too much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this next week on SmackDown, I think we're getting close to um, Kurt Hawkins coming back. I like the vignettes they've been giving him. Yeah. I like those, you know. Those uh, Kurt facts or whatever they yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, any more big news? We talked about CM Punk. Um, the ratings this week. SmackDown's almost caught up to Raw in the ratings. Wow. So That's a good thing. Yeah, that's something different. You know, Now, this week was also the first week of Monday Night Football. So you had two football games. Now that first one really wasn't much to be talked about between the Rams and the uh, 49ers. The best? Did you see the best part of that about that show, that that uh, football game? No. So some drunk guy runs on the field, and the common the guy's commentating. He's like, "He's at the fifty. He's at the forty. He's taking his shirt off at the thirty. He's turning around. Oh, here come the blue coats, and they tackle him down at the. Let's see. Oh God. That's that's funny. So we have a cruiserweight champion now, and TJ Perkins, a belt and everything. It's a good looking belt too. Yeah, I, I like the belt. I like the belt. Um, looks like the WWE is maybe looking to do a Shield reunion. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Uh, this is with all three members of former Shield as faces. There's some speculation on getting up another group reunion and upcoming joint brand pay per view, either Royal Rumble or Survivor Series. I could see that being a Survivor Series match. Hmm. You know, do an elimination match, maybe do an actual Survivor Series match at Survivor Series, which is, you know, a crazy thought, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, they got all three of them as faces now. Or Yeah, they all are. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, Seth Rollins is still kind of a tweener to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is, he's supposed to, I think he's supposed to be a face, but people love Kevin Owens more, which I think I'm going to Raw Monday night, hopefully, and if I do, I'm getting a Kevin Owens shirt. And then I'm going to take a picture of with Dustin. I'm going to find Dustin Five Star and take a picture of him with me wearing it. Mm-hmm. Just because he doesn't like he doesn't <laughs> like Kevin Owens. So. <laughs> but you need to look at some of the pictures I got from uh, from the Legends. I got a great picture of uh, Maria. She 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 was 
I don't think she likes it too much. Let me see if I can find it here on our Facebook page, which you can check out at facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Hey, this is the tag team I was talking about that took on Beer 30. You ever seen these guys? Uh, no, but they look okay. They look That's cool. Beer 30. Huh. My camera. I got a pretty badass camera, don't I? There's Randy Hales, who broke my stinking heart. <laughs> Dreadhead Kev. <laughs> Mike Anthony. Well, there's Austin Lane. Doug Gilbert. Doug Gilbert still carrying around that baseball bat. Yeah. And the jacket. Yeah. I I I worked a uh, I worked a fair show with Doug over in Savannah, Tennessee, and uh, I was trying to uh, I was trying to figure out where the wrestling was. Nobody told me anything, but they said, "Oh, it's at the fair." That's the only thing they said. So I'm, I walk up to the front gate and I say, yeah, I'm one of the wrestlers and I just, I need to figure out where to go, you know? And they said, okay, we'll just wait right here. And I said, okay. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and all of a sudden this golf cart, this four-seater golf cart with, you know, the back seat turned around to meet the front seat, you know, backwards. And they, <laughs> who's on the back of the golf cart? Doug Gilbert. <laughs> and they go, they pull up to me and go, hop on. <laughs> Uh, Maria, I don't think Maria likes this picture. I got it. She's <laughs> <laughs> so got kind of a upside down frown there. Hmm. Well, and I, I tagged her on it on Twitter, and I said, uh, "When Bill, superstar Bill Dundee catches the shoe, and that's the face." Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> Fun show all around. Dan, you got a Memphis wrestling moment for us? Uh, I'd like to, but I think my eyes are tired because okay. I can't see squat. <laughs> okay. which, which one do you want to do? You're gonna, you're gonna, uh, I'd. I, Whichever the results are for the top on the right hand, you got the thumb on right there. Sure. Yeah, I was trying, man. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I think my eyes are tired. We've been packing, and I've been working hard trying to make sure everything's squared away at work before I take off over to Kingsport. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to assume it's that one. I want to say it's the upper left-hand corner of that page. Yeah, but it has Tojo Yamamoto taking on King Cobra. Yeah, I saw Yamamoto, and that's what drew my eye to it. Well, it says in, on the results he was in a tag team match. So, And again, you can get these books. These these are awesome books that Mark James puts together. Um you know, he he's MemphisWrestlingHistory.com, MemphisWrestlingBook.com, Mark yeah, James. He's got just tons and tons and tons of books that he's put together, and it's insane the amount of stuff that's in them. I mean, it, we saw him at the Coliseum Coalition event um, with the wrestling and everything out in front of the Coliseum, and that was incredible. His table was just full of stuff. I guess this is maybe the card got something happened. You know, these subjects, these are always subject to change, but. Yep. Uh, Tojo Yamamoto versus King Cobra. This was October 19th, 1981. Rick and Robert Gibson versus Chick Donovan and Bobby Monroe. Nightmare and the Nightmare. And I think that says, I can't read that. Steve Kern? Is that some? Yeah. Versus Bill Dundee and Roy Rogers. Mr. Onito and Masafuki with Jimmy Hart versus Rick Morton and Eddie Gilbert. Stan Lane versus Steve Kern. Southern Heavyweight title versus Mid-America title. The Dream Machine versus Dutch Mantel. Jimmy Hart versus Jerry Calhoun. 
and Jerry Lawler versus Sweet Brown Sugar. Interesting, funny story about Jerry Calhoun. When um, the Grizzlies did their wrestling night, um, they, the main event was Lawler versus Jerry Lawler. was Lawler versus X-Pac. And the referee, they announced the referee, and the referee for this match is Jerry Calhoun. And I'm the only one in the crowd that was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, and they looked, everyone was looking at me, he's like, is, that, is he important? Like, yeah, he's the longest tenured referee in Memphis wrestling history. He was the greatest referee. Anyway, Dundee Yamamoto win. Bill Dundee and Tojo Yamamoto teamed up to put Mr. Onita and Masafuki on the road last night before 7,345 fans at the Mid-South Coliseum in a loser-leaves-town match. Other results, Rick and Robert Gibson beat Chick Donovan and Bobby Monroe. Eddie Gilbert, Rick Morton stopped Speed, the Nightmare. Steve Kern won by disqualification over Stan Lane. Dutch Mantell won by disqualification over the Dream Machine. Jimmy Hart beat Jerry Calhoun. Jerry Lawler defeated Sweet Brown Sugar. And in another match, Lawler beat Carl Krupp. Or Krupp. 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 Kraup, maybe? Kraup. Is that the way Crips is spelled? Are we we, we really having this discussion? (laughs) Well, folks, that is you love Crips. (laughs) Folks, that is all we've got for this week. Uh, As we like to end every... Actually, before we get to Superstar of the Week, be sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a five-star review and some comments that helps... Get our show out there to more people. And always retweet, retweet, retweet. Like on Facebook. Share. But if you follow this show and you follow us on Twitter and you see the link for the newest episode, please retweet it so that more people can start getting access to the show because, you know, we just want to talk to as many wrestling fans as possible. Mm-hmm. Get out and support your local wrestling. That's right. Wherever it may be. Hey, hit the merch table. You know, spend 10, 15 bucks and get a shirt, you know, maybe, and they'll probably take a picture with you and stuff like that. Buy an assigned 8 by 10, whatever you got to do. A 19 year old kid you see out there right now, he may be a WWE superstar in the next five or six years. That's right. You never and, know. And you know what? If you see a chance to get something signed by Legend, do that too. Yep. You know, buy $10. They'll, uh, you know, I talked to, I got an autograph in here from um, um, Coco Beware, and it was, 20 bucks he got i got a signed autograph picture and i got to take a picture with him and you know what it was 20 dollars mm-hmm. you know what it went to him and just do that you know hit the merch tables buy a t-shirt buy a hat buy whatever they have you know tell them you enjoy their work because you know they they, they need it yep well as we like to end every episode we like to do superstar of the week so guys i ask you who was your superstar of the week a little hanging on the E there. Yeah. <laughs> gotta have fun with it, man. <laughs> Dan, right. Dan, who you got for Superstar? Though? I'm going to say the entire card of that Jonesboro show. Because, uh, I mean, they sold the place out, you know, and you can't get much better than that. And, uh, you know, sounds like they put on an excellent show. Um, so I'm going to make that whole show the Superstar of the Week. I like that. That means I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Superstar of the Week. Oh, man. You know, uh, of course, the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Show, top to bottom of the card. T.J. Perkins, first uh, the winner of the WWE CWC, and now your WWE Cruiserweight Champion. I'm going to go T.J. Perkins. Awesome. That's mine. Yep. You know, that's, a, that's a big moment for him. Yep. Um, shut the front door. Do you want to give us a superstar of the week in the chat room, which you can always join at mixlr.com slash oversellpodcast, and also tweet out the link whenever we go live. So if you follow Oversell Podcast on on Twitter, you can find that link right there. We'll give him, we'll give him a couple of minutes. Um, Dan, now you're going to be 
on a hiatus here for next couple of weeks. I'll be on a hiatus weeks. for the next couple of weeks at least. Well, we, um, we'll, we'll you know, got to get my internet straight, and then i got to be able to like, connect with you guys. Yep, we'll get it set up. So. Um, but we'll, we're going to miss you. We'll get, get, you got some big shoes to replace, literally, because you have big feet. Oh, yeah. You know, this, you 11 kick, and a half, not too you, big. <laughs> well, you kick me with those things. and I, No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, folks, be sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Twitter, Twitter.com slash Oversell Podcast. Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L on Twitter. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I am on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Hit oversellpodcast.com. I'm getting a lot of up. hits on uh, Facebook too. Good. I gotta say, I got, I, you know, I'm pretty Facebook active. You know, and I try to, I try to share stuff on the Dan Matthews page. You know, I got my personal page. I keep separate for my friends and everything. If you're in the Memphis area too, I got to throw this out there. Tomorrow at night is the MEW Super Six Tournament too at 40, oh. 4050 North Watkins. So yes, yes. Support local wrestling and get out there and check it out, folks. It should be a fun tournament. Alan Steele. Tattoo, among others. It's going to be a fun night mm-hmm. for wrestling. Well, folks, that is it for this week. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. <laughs>